Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Navigating Your Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you make informed health-related decisions. In today's episode, we're going to talk about colorectal cancer, also called colon cancer, which is the second most common cause of cancer death in the United States. It's known as one of the most preventable but least prevented cancers. The survival rate is up to 90% for those who are diagnosed when the disease is at an early stage. Most people are only aware about colon cancer because of cultural icon and Black Panther actor Chadwick Boseman, who was diagnosed with stage 3 colorectal cancer in 2016, a fact he kept private until he died in August 2020 at age 43 with stage 4 cancer. In this episode, we'll cover everything you need to know, from symptoms to screenings and treatment options, so that you can spot early warning signs and receive the appropriate care. The rates of cases and deaths from colon cancer have decreased, especially for older adults, but this is not a trend we have seen in younger adults. Interestingly, in the last 20 years, we have seen early onset colorectal cancer, which just means colorectal cancer that's found in individuals before age 50, increased significantly. From 1995 to 2019, a period of almost 25 years, rates of cases in young adults have doubled. People born in 1990 have doubled the risk of colon cancer and four times the risk of rectal cancer compared with adults born in 1950. In 2021, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force lowered the recommended age for colorectal cancer screening from 50 to 45. Now don't be alarmed by all of this. The increasing rates of early onset colorectal cancer are concerning, but it's still relatively rare for younger folks to get colorectal cancer. About 12% of cases are diagnosed in individuals younger than age 50. We're not sure why cases are rising among young people, but it's largely suspected that obesity, binge drinking, and the Western diet are big factors. Men and women have similar risks of developing the condition, and those risks increase with age. Those who are Black or American Indian and Alaskan Native are most at risk. Data has shown that colorectal cancer deaths were 46% higher in American Indian and Alaskan Native men, and 44% higher in Black men compared to white men. Black individuals are also 20% more likely to get colorectal cancer and about 40% more likely to die from it than most other groups. These health disparities reflect the inequities in the access, utilization, and quality of colorectal cancer screening and treatments, as well as differences in risk factors and in healthcare access, lower paying jobs, lack of healthcare, lack of access to healthy and affordable foods, low quality education and housing, and unsafe environments, all of which are related to socioeconomic status. So what is cancer? Cancer is the second leading cause of death in the world. It is a disease in which abnormal cells grow uncontrollably into a mass of cells or a tumor. These cells spread into key organs, nerves, or blood vessels and interfere with and impair their function. Luckily, survival rates have been increasing for many cancers due to new treatments, increased screenings, and preventative behaviors. So what is colorectal cancer? Colorectal cancer is a cancer that begins in the colon or the rectum. The colon is part of the digestive system and it is the longest section of the large intestine. The large intestine processes partially digested food which it receives from the small intestine. 
and it removes remaining nutrients and water to form solid waste called stool. The stool then moves through the colon and it is stored there before moving to the rectum where it is expelled. Colon and rectal cancers are typically due to polyps in the colon or rectum that are not removed. A polyp is an overgrowth of colon tissue and they can be either benign, meaning not harmful, or malignant, meaning cancerous. It is important to remove them while they're still benign before they become malignant. Most of the polyps do not develop into cancer, but most cancers are due to colon polyps, which is why it's really important to have the polyps removed before they make that cancerous transition. Most colorectal cancers are silent tumors, meaning that they grow slowly and you may not notice any symptoms until they've grown quite large. If left untreated, it can spread to other organs, most often the liver and the lungs. Common symptoms of colorectal cancer include a change in your bowel habits that doesn't go away, such as constipation or diarrhea, a feeling that your bowel hasn't emptied all the way after you poop, bleeding from your rectum, blood on or in your poop, poop that's narrower or thinner than usual, belly discomfort, stomach cramps, weight loss with no clear cause, an unusually low number of red blood cells or a low iron level, commonly with anemia, weakness or fatigue, a lump in your belly or rectum, change in the appearance of the stool, persistent cramps, low back pain, cramping pain in the lower stomach, feeling bloated or feeling a discomfort or an urge to have a bowel movement when there is no need to have one. These symptoms usually don't mean that you have colon cancer, but it's important that you contact your doctor if you have any of these problems because they may be due to another cause. If there's something that you feel that's out of the ordinary, make sure you push a little harder for more diagnostic tests. If you're 45 years or older, you must get screened regularly, despite having or not having symptoms. Don't wait for symptoms to occur before you get screened or it may be too late. It is unclear what causes colon cancer, but factors that can raise your chances of getting it include a diet with a lot of red and processed meats, obesity, smoking, lack of activity, heavy alcohol use, type 2 diabetes, breast cancer, ovarian or uterine cancer diagnosed before age 50, age, the older you are, the more likely you are to develop colon cancer, a lack of physical activity, and a low vitamin D level. Conditions passed down through your family, such as a family history of colon and related cancers, polyps, and inherited disorders. About 5-10% to of colon cancer is due to genetic causes passed from parents to children, including Lynch syndrome, familial adenomatous polyposis, FAP, and hereditary non-polyposis colon cancer, HNPCC or a personal history of polyps and inflammatory bowel diseases, including ulcerative colitis and Crohn's colitis. It's extremely important to know and share your family medical history because you may need to be screened earlier than 45. With a family history, it's typically recommended to get a colonoscopy starting at age 40 or 10 years before the age that the immediate family member was diagnosed with cancer and have more frequent screenings. So if your father was diagnosed with colorectal cancer at age 45, you should be getting screened at age 35. 
If you're worried about developing colon cancer or just want to maintain a healthy lifestyle, there are a lot of changes you can incorporate into your day-to-day -day life. The first one includes maintaining a healthy diet. You should reduce or eliminate your consumption of processed meats like hot dogs, bacon, and some lunch meats, or red meats like beef, pork, and lamb, which have been shown to increase the risk of colorectal cancer. Instead of going full vegetarian or pescatarian, you can always do a meatless Monday. Eating more fruits, vegetables, and whole grains have been shown to be effective. Make sure that your diet is fiber-rich and limit your consumption of canned and processed foods. Basically, anything that comes in a package like chips, cookies, sodas, diet sodas are still bad, and candy. The second is to quit smoking. More than 70 chemicals in cigarettes are known to increase the risk of cancer by damaging the DNA in our cells. Nicotine patches, gums and lozenges can help curb cravings. You can use the free smartphone app, Quit Start, which offers tips, motivation, and challenges to help you quit smoking. And you can also call 1-800-QUIT-NOW and speak confidentially with a highly trained quit coach. It's also helpful to talk to your doctor about local community resources that can help. The third is to stay active and maintain a healthy weight. People who are sedentary are significantly more likely to develop early onset colorectal cancer. Federal guidelines recommend that every week, most adults get at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity, like cycling, swimming, or gardening, and two days of muscle strengthening activities like lifting weights or push-ups. If you're struggling with your weight or have a high BMI, several approved medications for weight loss are now available for adults, so talk to your doctor about those. The fourth is to reduce or quit alcohol because it can increase the risk of developing early-onset colorectal cancer. Federal guidelines recommend limiting your intake to no more than one drink per day for women and no more than two drinks per day for men. And the fifth is to get screened. Screenings are tests that look for diseases before you have symptoms, and it's extremely important to get routine screenings. They are an extremely important part of preventative healthcare. There are many ways to screen for colon cancer, but the best option is a colonoscopy. Screenings detect and allow doctors to remove polyps before they become cancerous and reduce the risk of developed colon cancer by up to 90%. Colorectal cancer is highly treatable, especially when detected early, but only about one-third of colorectal cancers are diagnosed at an early stage. In a colonoscopy, the doctor uses a tool called a colonoscope, which is a long, thin, flexible tube with a light to check for polyps or cancer and it is inserted through the rectum into the colon. The colonoscope also has a tool to remove polyps or take tissue samples, which are sent to a lab to check for signs of cancer. This procedure is performed by a gastroenterologist, which is a doctor that treats disorders and diseases that affect the digestive system, including the esophagus, stomach, small intestine, colon, rectum, pancreas, gallbladder, bile ducts, and liver. You will need to prepare for the exam the day before with a laxative drink to clear out your bowels, and you may be advised to change your diet by reducing fiber intake or replacing meals with liquids in the days leading to the exam. You will be sedated with anesthesia 
and asleep during the entire procedure, and then you wake up and it's done. You should make sure you have someone to drive you home. Gastroenterologists perform these procedures very frequently, and your body will be covered, so there's no need to feel embarrassed. Your doctor will inform you on the exact preparation, which may depend on which facility the procedure is done at. It is a simple procedure and it is not painful. If you have normal results, you should be getting a colonoscopy every 10 years. If you have family or personal history of colon cancer or related conditions, or if a polyp is found, you may have to get them more frequently, so talk to your doctor. Other tests in the guidelines includes at least one of the following. Stool tests for blood in your poop require you to collect a sample of stool which is sent to a lab to get tested for blood. These should be done once a year. Stool DNA tests like Cologuard require you to collect an entire bowel movement which is sent off to a lab to check for altered DNA and blood in the stool. It should be done every three years. Flexible sigmoidoscopy is similar to a colonoscopy, except it only examines the rectum and part of the colon, and you will need to completely clean out your bowels like you would with a colonoscopy. The test is recommended every five years. CT colonography, or virtual colonoscopy, uses x-rays to examine the colon for polyps or cancer and does not require sedation. This test should be performed every five years. It's important to note that there is a high rate of false positives for these screening tests, and if anything unusual is found, a colonoscopy will be performed to confirm if there are polyps or cancer. Each test has its advantages and disadvantages, so talk to your doctor about the pros and cons of each test and how often to be tested. The treatment for colorectal cancer depends on the stage and location of the disease. These methods are often used in combination and include surgery, which is performed to remove parts of the colon and rectum with cancer. If the colon or rectum cannot be reconnected, a hole in the abdomen will be made in order to attach the colon to. Bowel movements will be collected in a bag connected to the hole. This procedure is called a colostomy or ileostomy. Chemotherapy is a treatment in which medications are administered through an IV or in pill form to destroy cancer cells. It can last three to six months, and you may experience side effects like hair loss, fatigue, nausea, and a greater chance of infection. Radiation therapy uses radiation to kill cancer cells, and it is usually used in advanced colon and rectal cancer. Following treatment, Make sure that you keep up with follow-up care, as there is a risk of recurrence, especially if the cancer involves the lymph nodes. If you are diagnosed with colon cancer, your doctors will discuss treatment options with you. To make an informed choice, ask about the pros and cons of each option, potential side effects, and how effective the treatment will be. The Affordable Care Act requires coverage for preventative screening for colorectal cancer. If you feel your concerns are being ignored by your current physician, don't be afraid to seek a second opinion and continue to request screening. You are your own best advocate and should feel empowered to take control of your health. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Navigating Your Health. If there is a topic you would like us to discuss in a future episode, please let us know. Until next time!